Hey, what's up, Rhythm Church? Jeff here with... I'm Erin. I'm Jeff's wife. And we just want to welcome you to today's service. This is what's, this is what's going to happen. Um, first, we're just going to greet you a little bit. There's going to be some announcements, a short video, a short, inspiring, and encouraging message, and then some prayer. But first, we just want to say Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I'm just going to let you know right now, this is my absolute favorite holiday to celebrate and I'll tell you why because every single day all day long as moms we spend our lives um, sacrificially serving our families uh, we cook meals we clean we love our kids we love our husbands if we're married we spend our days um, just living for the benefit of others. And today is a day where we get to be thanked for everything That's we right. do all year long. You know what, ladies? You deserve to be thanked. Mm -hmm. So we say from Rhythm Church, from the staff here at yep. Rhythm Church, thank you, thank moms. You. For what you do. Today is a day for you. It's not a day, you know, for women everywhere. It is a day for mothers. And we just say, well done. Thank you for everything you do. Yep. And hopefully, um, if you're a rhythm mom, you got one of these mugs just to say thank you. It, it's insulated, so it keeps your beverages hot. Hopefully, like when you drink coffee, because I mean, a lot of you moms out there like sometimes live on coffee or cold if you're drinking some iced coffee. And actually, I don't know if you know this, but you can slide a, a can in there. So like maybe a LaCroix or another beverage. I don't know, <laughs> whatever gets you through oh, your day. Oh, that's cool. I know, right? So hopefully you got one of these. And then to let you guys know too, um, uh, mothers that uh, like from the dads and from the men of this church, we celebrate you as well too. We love mm -hmm. you. We're so grateful and thankful for all that you do. Mothers, uh, Mother's Day in our house, like Aaron said, it's a holiday. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's more important to you than even your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It like, is. Like we we celebrate. We we mm -hmm. go big. Hey, but um, we do have a great service for you today, and we actually have stuff for your kids. For those of you who don't know, you can actually go to myrhythmchurch.com. We've got uh, worship uh, set on there for you. We've got uh, stuff for your uh, kids lesson as well as kids activities for you. Just click on the, the kids deal. Um, you can uh, fill out a digital communication card which is great to let uh, us know how it is you're doing, um, anything that you want to be a part of. If you want to join a team, um, we've got teams that are actually working right now kind of behind the scenes to make all this digital virtual church happen. Mm -hmm. And as well as we're going to have teams that once we start up that we're going to need to help make church like back in the building happen. And so we'd love for you to be a part of a team. Uh, you can sign up on our digital communication card. And also we don't let you know groups, rhythm groups, our small groups are like the lifeblood of our church. Um, it helps connect people. It helps, um, even though we're not a, a large church, but it just helps us even feel smaller and even much more of a community mm -hmm. and a family. And so let us know if you'd like to sign up for one of our rhythm groups. Uh, on one of our digital communication cards. And also this too, I know this is, um, this is a hard time for some, but not so much for others, but we'd love to know if you are going through a hard time. Yes. You can fill out a digital communication card and let us know if you have any needs. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but Rhythm Church, you are, you're meeting some needs and we're grateful for that. You guys are um, uh, right, just right here in our North County community. You've adopted uh, over seven households, which in some of those households have multiple families. Yeah. And you're providing groceries and some clothes and um, school, school supplies, supplies and stuff. Books. Exactly. 
And um, as well as, too, that we're, we're actually not just focusing here, but we're doing stuff across the border, too. We've partnered with Outside the Bowl, and we've provided, I believe it's uh, 40 families with uh, meals for two weeks. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well done, church. Well done. So because of your generosity, we are able to make this happen. Mm -hmm. um, and also online, there's a place to give. If you want to continue to help support Rhythm Church through tithes and offerings, you can give on there. Or if you still like to mail in checks, it has our address for that. But if you can give online, and as a matter of fact, if you give online, if you would set up automated giving, uh, that just lets us know that there's going to be a certain amount coming in, which then allows us to plan boldly for the future. That's good. Because we got to tell you, the future is exciting here in North County, That's San right. Diego, and here for the church and for Rhythm Church. Mm -hmm. um, but we have a little special thing planned for you. Yeah. So you guys, would you just um, sit back and listen to a quick little video message from some of the kids here at Rhythm Church that just want to express some love to you moms. My favorite thing about my mom. My favorite thing about my mom. My favorite thing about my mom. Is my favorite thing about my mom is. What, say, what is your favorite thing about mom? What is your favorite thing about mom? No, no, say, you tell me what your favorite thing one of the things I love about my mom is that she takes me out to lunch. Super nice and... favorite thing about my mom is that she's loving and caring. My favorite thing about my mom is probably how selfless she is. But it's also really hard to pick one thing that's your favorite about your mom. My favorite thing about mom is that she takes me on the drive. My favorite thing about my mom is that she's always honest with me. My favorite thing about my mom is that she's chill and then she's like my best friend. My favorite thing about Miss Esme is that she's very kind and very supportive and just simply the best. One of Zion's favorite things about mom is how she always, always, always loves sacrificially and puts other people first. My favorite thing about mom is, hey, it's my turn. I was gonna is see. that she poops. What about you, Beckett? My favorite, my favorite mommy is about she, she loves Something I love about my mom is that she goes out of her way to spend time with us. My favorite thing about my mom is she has a lot of fun things with me. She's loving and caring. My favorite thing about my mom is everything. My favorite thing about my mom is that she's so caring. My favorite thing about mom is that she taught me to be strong and confident. My favorite thing about mom is how much she loves others. It's her wild and adventurous personality. My favorite thing about my mom is that she supports me. My favorite thing about my mom is that she helps me with my homework. And I'm always the first person on her mind and she always makes sure I'm taken care of no matter what. She's very kind and like nice and she's very loving to us. That she teaches me and she's pretty. That whenever I want to do something, she always helps me do it. My favorite thing about mommy is all of the cuddles. She gives the best cuddles. My favorite thing about my mom is that I can always have a good time with her. My favorite thing is about my mom is she's mindful and kind. Why do you love your mommy? She's your favorite. So Graham's favorite thing about mom is how goofy she is, how loving she is, and how patient she is for the both of us. She'll take me out or to eat or shopping. It's just the little things that she does. My favorite thing about mom is that her love has no boundaries. My favorite thing about my mom is that no matter how ridiculous we are, she still puts up with her sons. That she's always able to bring the family together and go on some pretty fun adventures. The way that she's lived her life and 
how she's been a good role model for me. This is how she's just a total package. She's loving, she's caring, she's encouraging, she's supportive, um, she's funny, she's loud and goofy, and I just love how she embodies everything that I want to be in a mother one day. My favorite thing about my mom is that she loves unconditionally and she's very forgiving. I love you, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, mom, I love you. I love you, mom, happy Mother's Day. I love you, mom, happy Mother's Day. Love you, mom, happy Mother's Day. Thank you, mom, happy Mother's Day. I love you, mom, happy Mother's Day. I love you, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Can you say, Happy Mother's Day. I love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. I love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. I love you, Mom. 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 And Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I love you, Mom. We love you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day! Happy Mother's Day! Happy Mother's Day, Mom. We love you. Happy Mother's Day. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. We love you. Happy Mother's Day. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Moms, I know you don't hear it every day, but you are our favorite. We're so thankful for you, and we love you. Happy Mother's Day. Hey, if you guys would turn with me in your Bibles as we continue our, our Nearness series, uh, turn with me to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 10. Uh, we're going to read verses 38 through 42. Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42. Luke is in the New Testament, easiest way to find it. Turn to the very front of your Bibles, go to that uh, table of contents, see the Old Testament section, the New Testament section, go there. It's going to be the third name down, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Go to that page number, find the big number 10, and then the little number 30. Eight. Uh, today's message, it's not necessarily a Mother's Day message, although I'll definitely weave that within there. It's, it's really a message for all of us who have experienced this being stuck at home, uh, experienced this quarantine, and um, kind of the way life is now going about. And so I'm just going to head right into the message, right into the scriptures, and it says this. This is Jesus. And we actually covered... Um, the, the portion of scripture a few weeks ago um, when we talked about uh, who is, who's my neighbor. And if you didn't watch that, you can go to our YouTube channel and watch it. Great message. Really, really good message. So it says this, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Now, if you're not opposed to underlining things within your Bible, I suggest underlining that she sat at the Lord's feet listening. Pretty huge. But Martha, see, Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made, and she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. This is Jesus' reply. He says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. As a matter of fact, he says, oh, 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 indeed, only one, only one is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, 
and it will not be taken away from her. In our nearness series, understanding that we serve a God that comes near to us, that Jesus is near to us, especially in this season, I want to just speak to you on this topic of choose better. Choose better. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you for moms. Thank you for kids. Thank you, um, Lord, that this is a day where we get to celebrate um, the women in our lives, mothers in our lives. And God, we just ask now that you would uh, speak through your word into our hearts and our minds. Convict us and encourage us in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. 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 Now, again, like I said, Mother's Day is a holiday in the Moore's house. It's not just a Hallmark holiday. No, this is like holiday. Mom gets treated. She gets whatever she wants. I mean, like, I, like personally, like the weeks before, I'm, I'm stressing. I'm like asking her, okay, what exactly do you want? Like, what can we do? Just because I've realized that's so important to her. Um, it's interesting to know uh, her as a mom. Because check this out. So like when we were dating, like I knew Aaron as my girlfriend. Like we, we, were, we focused so much on like our similarities. Like, oh my gosh, you like coffee? I like coffee. What, you like that band? You like Dave Matthews? I like Dave Matthews. Oh my gosh, let me try to sing Dave Matthews for you. And I did. And I thought I sounded so good, but it was, it was horrible. But she stayed with me. And that's the, that's the important thing. That's how you know you got a good woman, man, is when you can sing completely off key, off tune, even off beat, and they stay with you. So it was like, like all of these similarities we, we have in common and we celebrate, we're into each other. And, and then, and then I, I began to know Aaron as my wife once we got married, December 30th, year 2000. Shout out to all the 2000 marriages. So then, then we, we, were, we were husband and wife and we, we started to kind of notice that, uh, yeah, all, we had all these similarities, but boy, do we got a lot of differences. And now we had to live with each other and figure out how to operate within the differences. And boy, there were some differences. I won't get into details, but boy, oh boy, some differences. And so we had to figure out how to then make that work. I mean, again, my personality is so different from her personality. And then um, a couple years into marriage, uh, we had, uh, well, she had it. I just helped with it, but a, a baby girl, India. Baby girl India comes into the play. And now all of a sudden, I don't just know her as a girlfriend, as my wife. Now she's a mother. And now it's like, it's not, I don't want to say it like I'm sharing my wife with my kid because it's my kid too. But, but now she's a mom. And she's, she, she has motherly instincts. And for my, for my wife in particular, I know that not all ladies are like this, but for my wife in particular, then she was like set. She's like, I'm good. I don't, know, I don't need anything else in life. I'm a mom and I'm a wife, and that was like her life goal, her dream. But me, I'm like, I'm a driven individual. I want to go and accomplish things. I want to get stuff done. I want to um, build things and make stuff happen and do ministry. And I, I, can't, I can't sit still. I'm not a homebody, any of that stuff. And so it's almost like these, these differences in our lives got so much more different, so much more different. There was... There was her as, as, as like the homebody mom, and there was then me as like, I'm still charging. And that's, honestly, if we can just get real, real. Can we get, can we get real? Can we get real, baby? We'll get real. Well, let's get real. Let's get real. Um, I, I got to say this. These differences began to drive a little bit of a wedge into us as a, a married couple. And the reason why, it, it, again, is because she couldn't understand why... 
I wasn't satisfied because she was. She didn't understand why I still had these goals and these dreams and these visions when all of hers had been accomplished. Because we're two different people, we're two different personalities. I guess you could say within our marriage, she's more of the Mary and I'm more of the Martha. She's more the, the Mary and, and, and I'm more the Martha. But let me just kind of maybe obliv obliterate, obliterate? Let me just wreck that whole thing. Because again, for years we've talked about um, Mary and Martha as these two different personalities. And again, like my wife and I are two different personalities. And again, we say, uh, uh, she's the Mary, I'm the Martha. But this story isn't about two different personalities. It's not. It's not about one that's driven and one that's not as driven. It's not about one that's lazy and one that's not lazy. It's not about one that like really loves Jesus and one that doesn't love Jesus. As it kind of been taught throughout probably even centuries, this is not what this is about. This is actually about Two people that made, each made a different choice. They each made a different choice. Now, Martha, now again, they may, be, I, I, they may be really different in their personalities. I'm not saying that they're not, but that story, this story is not about that. This story is about the woman Martha and the woman Mary. And the woman Martha is, she's described as being distracted, worried, and upset. That's the way that Martha is described in this portion of scripture. Distracted, worried, and upset. Now she's distracted by all the preparations that had to be made, which means that she's basically, she's distracted by what has to be done because she's creating a party atmosphere. She's creating this community. She's creating, um, she's prepping a meal for Jesus. She's doing these things because Jesus is in the house. She's distracted by that, which means that she's then distracted from Jesus being in the house. She's distracted from her savior that is there. She's distracted, um, she's distracted from the, the community that's actually in the house, the disciples that are there, the other people that are there to hang and to celebrate with them. That's what she's distracted by. And that's what she's distracted from. Um, she's worried and upset, Jesus says, by many things, basically meaning that not just this right here, but you're worried and upset by things that are happening outside of your control. And if we think about it right now in this season, we're like in a distracted, worried, and upset time. Like we're distracted by all the stuff that has to happen and we're worried and upset about all the stuff that's outside of our control. We're, we're um, I mean, think about it like right now, there's so much stuff that we have to accomplish, especially within our homes. Like for those of you guys with kids, like you're trying to figure out how to homeschool. You've never homeschooled before. Or maybe you have. By the way, you homeschool parents, man, you have like a one up, 100 up on all of us other parents that are trying to figure this stuff out right now. Dear God, congratulations. Like, it's like you were prophetic and knew this was gonna happen. But like a lot of us are trying to figure out how to homeschool our kids. Now luckily our kids are a little bit older and they can kind of homeschool ourselves and we can step in a little bit when need be. For those of you guys with little kids where you gotta be on top of it and help them with their schoolwork, there's all of that stuff that happens. Um, some of us are like hanging now in our homes more than ever before, like we're in our homes now. And um, when you're in your home a lot, sitting around, you start to notice like all this stuff that needs to be cleaned 
and all of the stuff that like, you notice all the dust, you notice all the cobwebs, you notice the cracks, you notice well that wall needs to be painted now. Um, you notice like this couch is getting old and it's maybe we need a new, you start to notice all of these things that maybe need to be done and need to happen and, uh, and the yard that needs to be taken care of and you get into like this almost like accomplishment mode where you're gonna start making this stuff happen. Um, but I, I, let me just pose to you this thought that maybe right now, um, and actually maybe at all times, we have to be careful because accomplishment can be the enemy of relationship. Accomplishment can be the enemy of relationship and even companionship. Now, I'm not saying accomplishment is bad, but if we start to focus on that beyond everything else, well then we can start to really hurt the relationships that we have in our lives because we get so focused on taking care of what it is we think we need to take care of. We get so focused on um, homeschooling the kids that we forget that those are the kids that we love that we're homeschooling. And so frustration comes out. And so um, aggra aggravation happens. Couples start to fight with each other. Um, uh, uh, I, I'm getting, I'm at this point now, personally, where um, I spend a lot of time on social media. I spend a lot of time on social media, one, just to figure out kind of what's happening in the world, one, to try to connect with as many of you guys out there as I can, um, beyond like a phone call or an email, like I just want to know what's going on in your lives. But one of the things I'm noticing about me and my social media is that I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel a little bit less than because I'm getting uh, um, jealous of what other people are doing, what other people are accomplishing. Like I'm seeing people on there like they're posting about their workouts and they're like, man, this like quarantine's been great and they've got like a gym in their garage and they're like more shredded and jacked than ever before and I'm more soft and bread-like than ever before. <laughs> like, you know, and, and, and other people that are like, uh, um, yeah, you know, like check out like what we just did to our backyard and all of a sudden it looks like this resort backyard and oh and look at look at the our bathroom project we did and I'm like man I haven't done anything like really around the house. I'm actually f I'm, I'm not like working. I'm feeling I start to feel I don't know if any of you guys can relate if you can maybe like comment say I can relate where man I'm not doing near as much as everybody else I feel like on social media is doing and posting about um, they're like going on these rad like family outings and and I'm like man we're just we're just trying to stay together as a family right now like we're just trying to make sure kids are getting some homework done and or, or I'm actually even jealous of stuff that people aren't doing. But I mean, like, like how relaxed people are. And, you know, they're posting, like, from their backyard pools. And, like, man, you know, quarantine treating me right. <laughs> like, I wish we had a pool in our backyard. <laughs> like, I'm looking at all these, these things. And it's funny. Like, I'm either, I'm either, like, distracted and jealous of what people are doing or what people aren't doing. But it just leads us into, like, this comparison. And in this, in this particular passage, we're noticing that Martha is getting into this comparison with Mary. She's comparing what she's doing to what Mary is or is not doing. And we got to be careful now because we'll start to compare ourselves. We'll start to compare ourselves to other people. We don't know their reality. Their reality may be as rad as it looks. They may be as driven and incredible as they are, but, but Jesus doesn't call us to compare ourselves to anybody. Jesus calls us to rest in him. Jesus calls us to be loved by him. So she's comparing herself to Mary. And, 
And it leads to this deal of where she looks at Jesus and she says, yo, don't you even care that like my sister's left me to do all the work? Don't you even care? And again, we covered this uh, actually, actually, I think at the beginning of this whole thing with our first, uh, um, with our first message in this whole pandemic thing when we talked about um, faith over fear and Jesus in the boat and the disciples wake him up and they said, don't you even care? And that's where, again, I want to pose that question. Well, what does caring look like? And oftentimes to us, caring looks like people freaking out and being distracted with all the stuff we're freaked out and distracted about. And Jesus' response is like, look, she's chosen better. She has chosen better. She's made a choice. Jesus didn't, didn't make Martha do all this stuff. Jesus didn't make Mary sit there. No, he's recognizing that Mary made a choice to sit at his feet. Mary made a choice to sit there and to learn. And let me just, this was not an easy choice for this woman to make. One thing, like kind of a little bit of a backstory, background here, is that um, Martha is mad because right now Mary is also, she's breaking every cultural norm in that, in that particular day and age in society. She's sitting at the feet of a rabbi. Now, when we think about like sitting at the feet of, of you know, like a, a rabbi or a teacher or pastor or something, we think like, it's like, like they're staring, like, like gazing, like, oh, she's just in love with Jesus. No, she's actually taking the place for that time of what a man would do. When he'd sit at the feet of a rabbi, he was sitting there learning. He was being discipled. He's being discipled. And so she's breaking every cultural norm and boundary. And what I love about Jesus right here, what I, gosh, what I love about Jesus is that he says that she's choosing better. He does not rebuke her and say, look, Mary, you know this is not okay. You gotta, you gotta abide by cultural norms. You gotta abide by what society expects of you. Get in the kitchen. At this moment, he dismantles the cultural expectation that a woman's place is in the kitchen. He dismantles it. He says, no, 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 a woman's place is, is with all the men learning from me, being in relationship and connection from me. She's defying all cultural expectations. I, I wonder if some of us right now are so caught up in all the cultural expectations that we're actually a little bit more like Martha because of that. Maybe we're not busy in the kitchen, but we are caught up in the cultural expectations that we find ourselves of this is what we should be doing during quarantine. This is what we should be, um, this is how we should be uh, achieving and accomplishing and, and learning and doing and creating during this quarantine time. Like, man, make, you know, like it's like make the most of this time and do, do, do. Instagram tells you to do stuff. Facebook tells you to do stuff. I mean, there's all of these, like, when you get on, there's all these challenges out there. There's like the 50 you know, push-ups a day challenge, or there's the, the um, run two miles a day challenge, and I can barely walk two miles, let alone run two miles, but like, there's all these things that we can get like caught up in and think that we're like, we gotta make sure that we're accomplishing these things, otherwise we're blowing it, and we're trying to 
like dive into what we would call maybe even today's quarantine cultural norms. And I love that Mary chooses to defy that. And I would encourage you out there, moms, dads, singles, you know, people in general, human beings with a heartbeat, to go ahead and defy cultural norms. Go ahead and defy those things. Um, I don't mean go out and be rebellious and break laws and, and whatnot, but don't feel any pressure that you have to live up to the expectations of other people right now. Because she chooses what is better. She consciously chooses to defy expectations and to recognize the moment that she's in. Recognize the moment that we are in. To put relationship above accomplishment, to put personal connection above preparation. I will, baby. I'm going to say that again. We need to put relationship above accomplishment and personal connection above preparation. That we can take this time and we get to be in the presence of Jesus. Um, Whether we realize this or not, he's in our house. He's there and he's wanting to meet with us and he's wanting to teach us. He's wanting us to sit at his feet. Now, again, I'm more like Martha. I'm more like Martha in this story where I'm like trying to get things done and accomplish stuff and feeling like a failure because I'm not accomplishing things. Uh, or or I, I, I do, I feel like I killed it for the day because I made my list and I crossed everything off and I checked everything off and I got it all done and like, man, I killed my list today, but what did it cost me? Like what, like what cost, what, like yes, um, uh, uh, I got the emails done and yes, um, I got caught up on all the news and I understand what's happening now within the world. Um, and yes, I got those posts out, um, and yes, I got, you know, preparation and some stuff taken care of here for the building for when we do get back. Yes, yes, yes. I, boom, check, 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 done. But what was the cost? Like, yeah, I was a lot shorter with my kids today. Yeah, when my son came up to me and was like, hey, dad, you want to play video games? I'm like, son, I'm working. I'm working right now. I, I can't. Um, what was the cost as far as like my, my, my prayer time and my time with Jesus in his word? What was my cost in that relationship? I, I think like, um, like what if, like what if the best, I was thinking through like this with like, you know, homeschooling and educating and all of that stuff and even just within interpersonal relationships, what if the best education we can give to our kids in this season is for, uh, is for them to see us prioritize our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Like what if the best education they can get is our example of our faith? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what if, what if the, the, the best example we can give to our spouse is when we prioritize our relationship with Jesus? What if the best um, uh, uh, example we can give to our friends um, our family, is that they see us prioritize sitting at his feet, choosing to sit at his feet, choosing to not get the list done. Because, and Jesus makes it clear. It's not like, you know, hey, both of these are okay. Both of these are good, you know? Hey, Martha, it's okay, you're good. But, and, and Mary, she's just, she's doing a little bit, so she's doing better. No, he makes it clear. Like, one is better than the other. Not that the other is bad, but that one is better than the other. And the one thing he says is that relationship with me. 
He says, she is only, she says, only one thing, only one thing, indeed only one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen better. And that one thing is connection and relationship with Jesus. He's not saying it's bad to, to, to do it, but he said the other is better. It's not bad to get things accomplished. It's not bad to prepare. It's not bad to, to do these things. It's not bad to remodel your bathroom right now. It's not, it's not bad to help your kids skip three grades right now. It's not bad to do any of that, but there is something that is better, and that's the one thing. And when you read throughout Scripture, you start to see what this one thing is. Psalm 27, verse 4, it says, One thing I ask from the Lord, the only thing do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Again, again, it's all throughout, but I just picked out a couple. In Luke chapter 18, verse 22, Jesus is talking to, um, they call him the rich young ruler. And he comes to Jesus. He says, Jesus, what must I do to be saved? And and Jesus says, "Um, look, you need to go sell everything that you own and then come follow me. And Jesus isn't saying like, you need to be poor. But what he's saying is remove all that distraction. Remove the stuff that your heart isn't placed in. Remove that distraction and all of that. And then come follow me. He says in Luke 18, 22, says, you still lack one thing, one thing. And that's relationship with Jesus. He says, come follow me. You lack that connection with me. So let me just give you maybe some permission. Let the house be a mess. Eat leftovers tonight. Um, So what if the lawn isn't mowed for a few more days? The remodel can wait. Yeah, the garage is a mess, but can you sort of get your car into it? Or not even? Park it in the driveway? Like... um, are your, are your kids uh, not getting every lesson done? Oh well. Like, prioritize. Choose what's better. Right now, in this season, choose what's better. What if being productive in this season is about relationships? What if, let me just say that again, what if being productive in this season isn't about the projects, but it's about the relationships? Relationships with Jesus. And this is, again, mainly what this portion of scripture is all about. But let me just, let me just, uh, if, if you allow me to, I'm not taking a huge liberty here, but, but a little bit of a liberty Um, There's other people in that room. There's other people that get to experience Jesus with Mary. That Martha is missing out not only on experiencing Jesus, learning from Jesus, being connected and being in his, his presence. She's missing doing it with other people. She's missing the relationships in the room. She's missing time with her sister. She's missing time, more than likely, with Lazarus, her brother. Which, by the way, Jesus loved this family dearly. This isn't just some one-off portion of Scripture. Jesus spent a lot of time with this family. He loved them. There's three different stories throughout the book of Luke and John that talk about um, Jesus' love and connection with this family. And Martha has opportunity to sit there with them, with the other disciples. Who are those other people in your life that you need to be investing relationship into right now? There, we, we have, 
we have a unique opportunity, at least I'm not sure for how much longer, but to connection, but to focus on our connections and our relationships with Jesus and with other people. For those of you guys right now who are able to work from home, praise the Lord that you're still working, um, but you get to get up and maybe spend some time right off the bat with the Lord because you don't have to get into the office just yet. And, and maybe because you are at, at home during your lunch break, maybe that's a time that you, you take your kids and you, you, know, you take them down to the beaches that are open and you walk along the beach with them or, or you don't have your commute home anymore. And so instead of taking that 40 minutes that you'd normally be driving, maybe you take that 40 minutes and you FaceTime a friend from high school or you, or you, or you take your, your wife on a walk around the neighborhood or your husband you know, for a drive or whatever it is. What if being productive is, is more about relationships in this season? Relationships with Jesus and relationships with others. Martha was missing out because of her choice, not because of her personality, but she was choosing to focus more on the preparations, to be distracted by the preparations. And Mary was choosing to defy cultural norms, and just to be with Jesus. Now moms, again, if I can just speak to you real quickly, because it's, it's Mother's Day, let me encourage you moms, because again, you guys are, um, for, for the most part, are the ones that are doing, like you do a ton of preparations, you do a ton of stuff, like Aaron was talking about um, earlier, just that, like, man, day in and day out, you guys are, are doing so much for the family, and, and uh, let me just say that, and maybe today for, maybe for the next while, it's time to break some of those patterns and to prioritize making a choice like Mary. Let's not be Martha's, let's be Mary's. Let's connect with our kids. And, and I heard it said this, this is really cool. Um, uh, moms, uh, everyone, for the most part, calls you by your name. Some people will call you Mrs. So-and-so. If you have a job with a title, sometimes you're referred to as your title, but there's only a few who call you mom. There's only a few who call you mom. Moms, we love you. We're thankful for you. <clears throat> and I just pray that today is a fantastic day of you spending time with Jesus and you spending time with others. And for the rest of us who aren't moms, um, please, during this time, let's remember it's not about the preparations, it's about that relationship. Choose what is better because there is a clear, better choice. Jesus says so. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this message. Lord, I pray that it goes deep into our hearts and bears much fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you, church, for hanging out with us. Remember, go to our website um, where you can fill out a digital communication card where you can give, where you can also uh, click on the worship, spend some time in worship, as well as there's stuff for the kids. We'll see you next week.